What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for your presence. And in case you weren't aware, Thrive is an acronym that stands for Thoughts, Habits, Relationships, Intention, Vitality, and Embodiment. And this is an acronym that I created to really create a framework to teach you the things that we never learned in school. And my intention with this podcast is to bring on world-renowned guests to break down their success, their breakthroughs, their obstacles that they've overcome to create massive amounts of success, health, and wealth in their life. So I'm so grateful that you're here. And now let's get to today's episode. But before we start with today's episode, I wanted to make an announcement that I'm so excited about. I just launched my Magic of Microdosing free course. This free course has over 10 videos where I really break down the neuroscience of microdosing and talk about how this medicine can potentially lead to massive transformation and healing in your life. So if you've been curious about implementing this medicine, this is a great resource for you to tap into. And again, it's 100% free. So make sure to visit the website magicofmicrodosing.com or just hit the link in the show notes below. Much love, y'all. Danielle Page. Hello. <laughs> we are finally doing this shit. Wait, I'm so excited. Yes, me too. Now, I thought it would be a good way to introduce yourself by you actually explaining who the fuck Danielle Page is shit. rather than me like reading off some scripted bio. I feel like that's very unlike you. So who is Danielle Page? Mm, good question. So in this moment, this lifetime, I'm acting as Danielle Page. There you go. Let's go deep. Um, I am an astrologer, spiritual teacher, and I help you connect to your soul. And they teach you all the things that you were never taught in school about energy, about consciousness. I had a massive awakening and I learned a lot in the journey, which we'll talk about. And so I help people remove the programs and the limited beliefs and all the bullshit that moves us through life so that they can connect with their heart. Hmm. Nicely said. So you said your awakening yes. happened 15 years ago, right? You were in LA, interior yeah. designer. From all metrics externally, you were very successful living a great life. Mm, there was a little bit more to, before that. Okay. Yeah. That we I think Take us back. Sure. Take us back to that time and like what really facilitated your awakening to lead you on the journey that you're on now. Okay. So this is a wild story. Let's go back to when I was 29. So many, many moons ago. So I was 29 living with my boyfriend at the time in Boston. So I went to school for interior architecture for, it was about five and a half year program, like four and a half, five and a half, roughly year program. And I got my master's in interior architecture. So I then got a job at one of the best architecture firms in the world, really. And it was really prestigious. And everyone was like, this is amazing. And when I was there, I was actually not happy at all. Like they were really nice and it was a great place. But I was drawing red lines. So if anyone's in architecture, they understand I was doing red lines. I was looking at 
the HVAC system. I was looking at like the plumbing lines, talking with the contractors and, and I was designing hospitals. So obviously I want to help. That was a big part of it that I like, but I wasn't happy. And I kept saying I need to help people, but I didn't know what that meant. So mm. I, um, I would come home crying because I literally would sit there and I felt like my soul was just being sucked away. Like I didn't have the consciousness of the time, but in hindsight, I could look back and say, I didn't come to earth really to be at a job that I was miserable at and hate. And I would come home crying because I literally felt like my soul was getting pulled from me. Mm. So um, I was about to turn 30. And so my boyfriend and I at the time were like, let's go to um, France. We haven't been there. And I was so excited. So I got two weeks off of work. And um, the minute we got on the plane, he started acting really weird. And I was like, okay, you know, I asked him like, what's going on. Like, you know, he wasn't talking to me. And I'm like, well, this is strange, but I'm like, I have two weeks off of work. I'm really excited to be here. Like, you know, figure out your shit and like, talk to me when you're ready. And I figured it would just, we land, maybe he was nervous. And when I figured when we land, it was gonna be fine. We get there and it's so awkward and it's so weird. And he's acting like all sorts of crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, is he going to propose? And we have not talked about this. And at the time I wasn't even considering it. I wasn't ready, but I'm like, shit, I think he's going to propose. Like, why else would he be acting so weird? You know, he's so nervous. And I'm like, okay, so like, that's what's going on. And so we get to this restaurant. Um, it was my, the day of my 30th birthday, we get to this restaurant that I was really excited to go because the interior design was done by one of my favorite designers. And so I'm so happy we're there, right? He's acting weird, but I'm like, I don't know what his deal is. And then on my 30th birthday, he breaks up with me in France. Yep. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a shit show. And I'm like, well, thank God we're not on our honeymoon because everyone here is making out around us, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was bad. Um, long story short, we ended up going back to, um, to Boston and I was living with him in his place. And at that point, I knew that it was time for me to go back to LA. Like I, I, I didn't know, but I got a download like from Spirit that directing me, it was time to go back to LA. So I quit the job. Everyone's like, oh, what firm are you going to? And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I, I just, I have no idea. They, they didn't understand. By the way, yeah. sorry to back yeah. and interrupt you. Did you guys end up spending the full two weeks together? We spent the full two weeks together. And I'm like, it was like moments of happiness, like his normal self. And then he would go back to like the weirdness. And so I'm like, it was a disaster. And, you know, it's really interesting they bring that up because right now I would have gone the plane and left or I would have been like, I'm going somewhere else in Europe. But like, you know, I was younger. I didn't have any money. Like it just, I didn't have, I wasn't brave enough to do something like that, you know? So um, now I'd be like, see ya bitches, I'm out, you know? Um, so I moved back to LA and this is when the economy tanked. So this was 2009. Okay. Yeah. And so the economy crashed. So there were no design jobs. Nobody could um, find anything if they were an architect or a designer. So now I'm living at my parents who I haven't lived with since I was 18. We didn't have the best relationship. And in hindsight, I had to, I had to go back and um, heal that. Uh. So I'm living with them. I'm crying over my breakup. Couldn't find a job. Literally broke. Asking to like borrow their car, right? And so I'm like, I, I felt like the biggest loser, really. Because I'm like, this is 30. Like all my friends are getting married. And I'm like, oh my God, like this sucks, you know? So that was really hard. But then, okay, this is where it gets good. I don't know if you're ready for this one yet. I'm ready. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're ready for this one. I don't know if your audience is ready, but we're gonna we're gonna Are you all ready for this? I'm fucking ready. They know this story. They know the story. 
You might so, well put your hair the other way. Uh, the other way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There we go. I'm sure everyone wants to see your beautiful face. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so I um, have a parent's house, literally like doing temp jobs and just like figuring out, I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do anymore with my life. And then I started one morning, I woke up and I had a really, really intense dream. And, you know, you, we've all had dreams that feel very real, right? But this dream lasted, it was probably like an hour, two hours that it took me to like snap out of it. And I was, I woke up crying and I felt like I was there. I couldn't explain. And I was like, that was so intense. You know, I don't know what happened. And I'm like, well, that was weird. Then the next day I kind of had the same experience again. Then a little bit after that, I started seeing things my dream that I would then see during the day. So then I was like, wait a minute. I just, I had that scenario play out in my dream and now it's playing out here. And I'm like, this is like the twilight zone, right? I have no like idea what's going on, but I'm like, this is weird. Mm. Like there is weird. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Then this is the part I wake up in the middle, middle of the night. I open my eyes. I'm, I'm wide awake. So I'm not dreaming. I open my eyes and I see a spirit in front of me. So I have never seen spirits before. Like, you know, you hear a lot of mediums are like, oh, when I was a kid, I saw spirits. No, I never saw anything. So I look and I see this spirit right in front of me and it's staring at me and I scream and then it goes away. And then I was so scared that I didn't sleep with my lights off for two weeks. And at that point, things started shifting and changing. And this is where it might be hard for people who haven't gone through an awakening, but I'd like to explain to understand this is where my consciousness started shifting. So I didn't know, like Danielle did not know what was going on, mm. but spirit started downloading stuff to me and, and explaining stuff to me. And they're like, if you're scared, you're going to bring more of that in. Right. So you can't be scared. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't be scared. Like what the hell? And you have to understand, like, this is 15 years ago. There's no like Facebook group and like spiritual coaches like there's none of that you know so i'm like i have no idea what's happening but i felt like something something is happening and my heart felt open for the first time really mm -hmm. and that's why i kept going because i'm like wait something is happening and this is this is my path this is my journey but i didn't know what that was and so through that process spirits like go meditate and again you have to understand that it wasn't like i heard a voice and it was, they impress um, information in us all the time. So you're getting downloads right now, probably, you know, we're, everyone's getting downloads, but it was very clear because I had specific instructions of what to do. Mm. So then I went to meditate and I was like, I don't even know how to meditate. And then I would sit in meditation for an hour and I would start to see all these crazy things. And through that process, I started to learn that something's going on, that I'm awakening to another part of life that I never saw. I was basically seeing beyond the veil. And then that was basically a six year journey of boot camp. So people were like, what do you do in your thirties? I'm like, oh, I was getting blasted open by spirit. So that was um, layers of clearing out the old Danielle, the old Danielle dying, old personas, old beliefs, old subconscious behavior, literally getting blasted open, crying, feeling like I couldn't connect to anyone, sitting home, sitting in a bath, journaling, like not knowing what's going on, but then eventually starting a business. So that was my early thirties. So that went on for yeah. six years. Once you yeah. had like that initial dream yeah. download and then encounter with spirit, yeah. it was like six years of just kind of shedding layers, yeah. peeling back the proverbial mm -hmm. onion yeah. and just connecting to yourself in that deep way. Yeah. Now, were you sharing 
were you sharing content during that time? Were you yes. like sharing yep. your journey? Yep. Yep. I was sharing and I started to get into astrology probably about um, two years after that. Someone introduced me to it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I looked at my chart to see what it was about. And I'm like, well, I don't know who I am anymore. So maybe this is going to help me. And so I basically had charts up all over my room and I was like, literally teaching myself. So Venus over here means this, Saturn over here means that. And I taught myself astrology, but I've done this for many lifetimes. So it came back to me. And then I started doing this for my friends. And then I'm like, well, wait, there's something here. And so my whole journey started with astrology. And now it's so much more about consciousness, energy, you know, everything. But astrology, it's I call it my gateway drug. It was like it was like the gateway drug to get in, you know? Yeah. No, and yeah. It, what's cool based on what I've seen too is like the way that you approach astrology, it's not like an end-all be-all. No. It's, it's just a really valuable yeah. tool to learn more about yourself. Yes. I'm excited to dive deeper into my chart yes. now. But like, what do you, what would you say, I guess, to someone who, and I know you work with so many people and you help guide them on their awakening and their journey and and personal growth. Like, what would you say to someone who's kind of in the middle of that process right now like really going yeah. through it because it can feel very alone and yeah. isolating yeah yeah so i mean one if you're going through it now in a way you're a little bit luckier because you have resources right i didn't have a lot of resources at the time so i think the the biggest thing is that the life that you thought you wanted was that was more aligned with your ego not your soul and so what's happening is your soul is emerging so it's really trusting. And the one thing I tell people is listen. I listened to spirit and I was guided. And a lot of people don't listen, right? Like we all have access. Mm. Like we're all energetic beings. I'm not any different than you or anyone else. We're just, we're all channels. We're all antennas. We're all cosmic bodies. So we have to listen. So do you think it's just like, because when you say you saw spirit, yeah, right? Like yeah. physically, like mm -hmm. what did that, I guess spirit and body and look like was it was it I don't know. Well, I see I sense. see stuff a lot now still, but the best way I could describe it is if anyone's been to Disney World or Disneyland and they go in the haunted mansion, have you been? Yeah. And at the end, you know that ghost like comes up in the in your cart. That's what it looked like. It was um translucent and they're just right there and they're around all the time. Like it's not we have such a our logical is so connected to this physical plane that we forget, but most of reality is not the physical plane. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's crazy just like witnessing, and I've known you for a very short period of time, Yeah. but like people watching and listening right now, like they've been on this journey with you and yeah. they've like seen your growth and expansion. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, was that, was that, challenging for you to kind of like be vulnerable and share this process with random strangers on the internet yeah. like what allowed you to kind of step into that energy yeah so it's actually it's not hard for me to be vulnerable that's just the way i am because to me once i had my awakening this was the truth of who i am and so it, to me it was so clear it was my truth and I saw things and I have a good ability to put together patterns and help people understand what they're going through. So to me, it was just like, oh, all I wanted to do was share. So I never felt like, oh, I have to, this is hard for me to tell anyone. It was just like, this is me. This is my truth. Like most people, 
go through life with their heart deeply blocked. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not going to sit here and say I'm 100% and everything is just like pure. No, I'm working on myself all the time. But most people have masks around their heart. And I just show up. And that actually is scary for a lot of people because they don't know how to be like that. Yeah. How were you able to kind of, based off some of the emotional wounds you had in past relationships and different Oh, there's a lot. Traumas that you've experienced? (laughs) There's a lot. Like, how were you able to navigate life and still keep an open heart? Yeah. Despite all of the pain from the past? No, that's a really good question because um, I actually don't share a lot about my love life online. That's like one thing. Um, I have been through a lot, um, so much that one of the books I'm writing is about my experiences in love. And it has been incredibly painful. And I've learned that I had a lot of soul contracts that I had to go through. So a lot of like soulmate-like experiences and they've ripped me open. Um, And it was really hard to keep going for a long time. But there's always been something inside of me that just knows that like this is my path and it will be okay. And honestly, I just, I know that what I desire is there. So I keep going with that. Yeah, something you said in your your live class last week. Oh yeah, you were on. It was so good. It was so good. If you guys haven't been, you have to definitely like come to one of Danielle's full moon circles. Thank you for being there. That means a lot to me. You said expect that you deserve a miracle. Yes. And miracles are so unexpected. It's yes. like they come when you really are just flowing and trusting the path and the process. And I feel like there's just a lot of miracles in your energetic field. Aw, thank you. See, you can see too. Yeah, but that must be challenging too because like so many men, right, are are closed off in terms of like their emotions, right? So for you just like deeply going into this expansive place and then trying to kind of form a meaningful partnership and intimacy. Like I can imagine yeah. that must be challenging, especially 10 years ago, right? Because like yeah. even less people were tapped into that energy. Yeah. So what's been the biggest challenge for you in regards to kind of that aspect of life? Okay, so this is stuff I've definitely never talked about. So this is- I told you. Yeah, we're, we're getting this out of me. We're gonna go there. Woo. Okay, yeah, I I've, I've, haven't talked about this stuff. Hair. Oh, my hair. Yeah. She hasn't talked about her hair. I haven't talked about my hair. Okay, so, oh my God, where do we even start? This is really important. I think this is going to help a lot of people. So listen, I, I'm i still learning every day. I'm definitely not perfect. I have a lot to to work on myself and I will continue because I, I love that. Self-development for me is is my life. So I'm always growing. That being said... I have learned over time that most men are interested and they see me and they're like, oh yeah, then they want to go and approach. But when they're in my field, they're not able to actually stay in my fields. Mm -hmm. I have a very, very strong energy field that I've learned over time. Now this is me saying this, this is not me making excuses or having like a defense. This is me understanding the nature of my field and my soul and my agreements and my contracts. And a lot of men can't actually stay in my field. Like they they see it and they want to be there, but they're not strong enough to meet me as an equal. 
And so that's been really, um, that's been hard because it's like, come up, they, yeah, and then they, sh- they just sort of leave. So, um, but I've understood this from a higher perspective as well. So that in itself was hard to not take this personally, to learn that there's nothing wrong with me and that it's okay. It's just not a match, but my journey is different from a lot of people. Mm. You know? That's, that's like one of the most important things. Yeah. To not take things personally. Yeah, and I've had to learn that through all this process. That has been the hardest thing for me is um, because I know people see me like very outgoing and I'm brave and I could say anything and I'm not afraid to say anything. Right. But I'm also actually deeply, deeply sensitive that a lot of people don't always see that side of me because it's not like something I'm just going to like share on Instagram. Like, hey, so I was crying today, you know? So um yeah, I very deeply sensitive, so that was very hard for a long time to not take it personally. So, but you know, at you know, at this point, it's like you're just like, okay, I just trust the universe. I just trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you mentioned to me like a couple of weeks ago too. You said that a lot of men seem to be intimidated by you. Yeah, we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is it, it, like when you said that to me, I was like, it's, it it kind of made me laugh. Oh, good. I'm glad it made you laugh because I was like. I was like, not not in a way like, I think you're powerful, but you're not intimidating. Does that well, make sense? Thank you. Most people can't see that because they, yeah, mo- most people can't actually hold that frequency with me. Boy, I feel like also when someone, when when you know someone's like gone through a lot of deep inner work and they can see through shit, yeah. like you understand like you can't necessarily get away with the things that you're used to getting away with like it's not about just surface level conversations yeah. it's like what depth can you bring yeah to the container yeah and quite frankly like a lot of people both men and women like really aren't in yeah a space or position to offer that yeah and that's where a lot of people are like oh my god like how have you been single how have you and I'm like, first of all, have you looked around? Like, have you seen what's out there? And I'm like, no, thank you. Like there's a, and again, I'm not trying to be mean, but there's a point when you've done all this work that you need somebody that's also willing or on that path as well, because vibrationally it's not aligned. Like I can look at someone and this is not a judgment, but I can look at someone and I can see the density in their field. Mm. And that is hard for my physical body to even take on as well. You know, so I don't want that in my fields. How much do you think being a sovereign CEO and like, and like building, building what you've created in the life that you've created for yourself. And like, how much of that do you think has also kind of been, I don't want to use the word sacrifice necessarily. Yeah. Right. But it's like, we're told we can have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. Which I, which I do believe is true. And I also believe that like when we're pursuing something, we're giving all of our energy and passion to something like naturally there's other things that are going to uh fall to the wayside a little bit yeah because like there's only so much that we can really pour into at once so where do you feel like do you do you feel like the two can coexist meaning like you fully in your purpose your dharma like continuing to make the massive impact that you're doing and also like give that same energy um, and attention to a relationship? Yeah. Um, Really good question again. So I, 
when I was about 31, spirit made it known to me that my journey was going to be later in life mm. for my partner. Like my, I, obviously I've had partners along the way, yeah. but like my partner, partner. And so I knew that, and that was really hard tough pill to swallow. But with that, like I was so busy becoming who I am today that I knew it was not part of my path at that time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, we've all had relationships, but like I've known that this was my journey. I had to, like spirit has showed me, I had to get myself to a place where I had to make my own money because my soul wanted that. I had to really develop my business and which is going to keep growing, right? And also love myself in a way that I would be able to receive the man. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love myself for a long time. Yeah. You know, I, I like to say that I think I did, but when you're forced in these situations, that's when you learn real, true love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a big reason why. But wait, but to answer your other question, I think you can have both. Okay. Um, I just think that there's different cycles and phases on the journey and I will have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's so good. Like this view, it's so cool. It's just like, I'm just like gathering my thoughts. So I'm just looking up <laughs> and I'm just staring at the endless Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty dope. And I will jump in later. Yeah. No, it looks amazing. Um, that's probably why a majority of, I don't want to say a majority, but that's a huge reason why over half of marriages in the United States end up in divorce. Most likely is because there's two people getting into a partnership that don't actually love themselves unconditionally. Yes. And yep. then- Enjoy themselves. Yeah. And, and, and there's constantly like a codependency happening where it's like, we're looking to this other person to complete us in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah. R- what, rather than having that recognition that we're already perfect, whole and yeah. complete. Yeah. And like going into the relationship with that mindset, yeah. I feel like we'll shift everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I wonder how much like society has also played a role in that where I feel like kind of during your journey, the last 10 or 15 years, yeah. there's also a strong push with the feminism movement, where it's like women's empowerment, like you can do anything a man can do. And while that is true, that you can do everything a man can do, that doesn't mean that you should do everything a man can do, right? Because that's going to come at a cost, Yeah. right? Like starting a business, like being your own boss, being a bad bitch, like, yes, do that. One of the things that's really cool that I noticed about you is you've done that and you seem to be very tapped into your divine feminine yeah. essence. Thank Is that something that you've also had to work on? Yes. Like, do you find that you were oftentimes spending a majority of your energy in your masculine? Thousand percent, yes. And so I never got into this of like, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to be a boss bitch. Like, that was never my thing. I got in because my purpose, I was awakened to my purpose. And this was my journey. So that just led me. So to be honest, like that is actually very feminine in the sense of I'm helping people heal. Mm. Like it was literally from my heart why I did this. So I was never like, I joke, um, and even with the business course now, like I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Like I actually, I had an awakening, showed me my journey and I'm like, oh wait, then I have to get a website. Okay, okay, okay. Then I have to get like a funnel. Okay, what's that? You know, then I have to get that tripod that you- <laughs> That amazing tripod. <laughs> so I, I- I have never been the type, it's like, I'm a woman, hear me where I can do this because I don't actually agree with all of that. 
I want a man in my life. Like I haven't had a man to support me, but I always say, but I'm not opposed to it. And I had to work very hard to also clear the conditioning um, because, you know, I had like my own personas and my own limited beliefs and my own walls up. Um, but yeah, I'm like, whether it's financially or emotionally or carrying my freaking luggage, like, please, like, I want that. Like, that's so important to me. So I, I'm not into this whole feminist, like women can do everything. Like I don't, that's very, it's a, it's a polarity and I'm just connected to my soul. Right. I'm not into, I'm not into any of that stuff. Yeah. I think that's really important too, to realize like there's nothing wrong with wanting and desiring a man to provide and protect. Oh, I deeply desire and crave that. Let's make that clear, everyone. That's like, that's like also, that's, I feel like part of the masculine role in society is to provide, protect. Yeah. In all facets, yeah. right? Like financially, yes, but also just like emotionally and provide that security blanket. Yeah. You know, do you feel like, do you feel like one of the reasons, I don't know, it seems like, for instance, like let's say a man comes here, right? And, and it's like, oh, wow, like shit, like fuck, like Danielle be pulling up. Wait, are you, are you driving the range or the Beamer? BMW? No, not yet. The Range Rover, not yet. No, not driving that. I can't remember what you're driving. You picked me up that one time. But um, <laughs> anyways, like they come off, they see the they see the place, they see the view. They're like, damn, like, like I can't even offer this woman everything. She already got it all. You know what I mean? I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. yeah so like, what would you say? Because that might come up, right? And oh, some yeah. men, a lot of men, like they'll feel emasculated yeah. if they're potentially with a partner who's like super successful she's crushing it on her own like okay well fuck like what can i actually offer her yeah right because we've been so conditioned to believe like we need to be the breadwinners which i i do think there's some validity to that yeah right so what are your thoughts on that you're getting me to say things that i've never talked about before i this told you like, really i told you ig yeah. <laughs> you thought i was playing nah we go in a page. Yeah. That's the name of this episode. Oh, my God. Okay, so I don't even know where to start with this. Um, what can they offer me? So this is really important because, um, and I haven't talked about this. There was a guy I was dating, whatever you want to call it, um, maybe two years ago now or something. And he at one point said to me exactly what you said. He turned to me and he said, I don't know what I can offer you. Mm. And I was in shock because I was like, literally my heart was like opening up so much to this guy. And I was aware that like his career wasn't like mine was and everything. And I said to him, which I'll say to you now because and tell everyone again, I'm, this is clearly if I wanted a partnership, just anyone, I could have had that already. Right. So what I said to him was, one, I was shocked. And then I said, I'm looking for love. Mm. I didn't wait this long to just have someone that can fly me somewhere and I can fly myself somewhere. Like, you know, we can do this together. Right. Like I said to him, I'm looking for love. Mm. And I felt that with you. Mm. And his own stuff, he wasn't able to show up and that's his journey and his stuff. But 
what I said there is the same now. Like, I'm looking for love. Mm. And that's what I've been waiting for. Like, I'm not waiting for, I have full body chills. And I'm not waiting for, like, if I, I lived in LA, if I wanted a rich dude, like, that's really easy to get. Right. Like, I'm waiting for somebody that sees me and feels me and that connection. Mm. And so when you're saying what they could offer is like so much, like just having a man in my life, um, the presence is everything. Have you, yeah. have you ever felt fully seen and received by a man? You're asking the good questions. You guys are seeing a whole other side. I don't talk about this stuff at all. Wow. My heart is very sacred and I keep my heart very private. Um, not because I don't want to share because it's just, it's, um, my heart is very delicate. It's strong, but very delicate. And so a lot of people don't really even see that side. Like my good friends know that side about me. Mm. Um, but what was your question again? I said, have you ever have they felt you? have you ever felt fully seen and received by a man? No. Mm. No. I think they have seen what they want to see, and they have seen, and what I've learned is because they're not at the consciousness level that I was able to. That one I just mentioned before, at one point in the beginning, I really thought he saw me. And then, you know, his own stuff and again, whatever, it's his journey. But I realized he didn't actually see me because he wasn't able to. So that's the thing. It's like people can only see me if they're able to do the work on themselves. Mm. So no, I don't think I've had that. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing. I feel like yeah. that's what what we all both men and women yeah. truly crave, right? Yeah. It's because like, how how often do you actually get received and seen for like all parts of you? Yep. It's usually like one thing that will receive approval or validation, right? And then so much of our identity becomes attached to that thing. And... It's like really like just a, like this spread when we walked in here, I was like, I was like, that is dope. I was uh -huh. like, I was like, that's amazing. I feel like yeah. Danielle like had this spread um, ready for Pamela who's, who's behind the camera um, with like just some veggies, some high quality spring water, and most importantly, some motherfucking chocolate. There you go. Some huge chocolate with hazelnut. Yeah. Good. Fire. I see. <laughs> it was really you. good. So like Thank you. That's so But to me that just felt like nourishing. And so you asked if I could be in my feminine more. Like years ago I would have been so busy like doing whatever. But I'm like, oh no, no, like I asked you if you're hungry and like I want to nourish you. Like I that to me that's important. Told you my whole life is self care. So like that's important to me and make sure that you guys are okay. Mm. What would you say to someone maybe who's like, because there's a lot of people, I, I, have a, I, I work with a lot of women in the mastermind and they're like either been married or they're currently married, but I feel like that's also just a thing that so many partnerships don't have is like that level of 
being seen yeah. and like appreciated. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's maybe like in a relationship like that, they're in a partnership, they maybe feel some sort of area, some sort of level of misalignment, but like they don't know how to communicate it. And they're kind of scared, right? Because when you're, when you've invested so much time and energy, especially yeah. when there's kids involved and like yeah. all of those attachments, like how do you start to kind of set boundaries and like communicate your needs? Yeah, actually in my membership today, someone mentioned something about that, that they have been growing apart from their partner and they're scared to like, it's painful. They don't want to like do this to their kids or whatever. And I, I commented back something and I said, the gist was it's more painful to lie to yourself mm. at the end of the day. So I think it's really important that we have to get clear on ourselves first and like where we're at. And the whole point of a relationship is communication because it's impossible that two people are going to stay the same and grow exactly the same throughout a relationship. Like that's impossible. Someone's going to be going through like a dark night of the soul and then the other one's there to like help them up and then it's going to switch and then it's like they're great together and then it's like, well, they have this, someone has a family step, you know, it's like that's the journey. So you have to communicate that. Otherwise, like how are you going to understand and compromise, mm. you know? Yeah. Can you switch your hair? Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> we got it. We can't hide your face. We can't hide your face. So I've been someone personally that's kind of, I don't want to say been like resistant to astrology, but like, <laughs> but you know, like I used to just think of astrology as like the daily horoscopes. Yeah. And you know, I was like, this, this shit's just like, like you're really just gonna, when, when people, when I was younger and I saw people like super into horoscopes, I was like, I was like, you're really just going to trust this random reading for this random day and like invest, invest your energy into believing that it's true. Yeah. So I've had to kind of reprogram some of my belief systems around astrology because I do think it's a very valuable tool and I'm really fucking excited to learn more about myself because I've kind of been going out. I, I told you earlier, I was, I was like, I feel like there's many transitions happening in my life right now. And I'm doing my best to surrender and just trust yeah. that source and God is like taking care of me. Right. And I'm very interested to dive deeper into my chart. Um, I don't know how in depth we should go. This could be a separate video. But yeah, this this is crazy. Like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, we don't have to go too uh, too deep now if you want. We could just kind of touch on some stuff, whatever yes. you want to do. Yeah, I think we'll go in depth on another video, yep. like a YouTube video. Yeah. So, yes, I'll 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 throw it over to okay. you. Okay. Okay. So I, first of all, I completely understand what you're saying about astrology and, um, I get that because I'm also very logical. So in the beginning I was like, wait, how is this even making sense? I tell people this, I, like, I, I didn't do astrology just because like I had nothing else to do. I've been doing this now for 15 years because I've been seeing the patterns and cycles. And it's so true that it keeps me going. Like in 2019, I told everyone 2020 was going to be a shit show. Like I already knew that was going to be bad. I have a video that I did and I was like, oh God, you guys, you know? And I was like, this is bad. And like, you know, you can see when people are going through a depression or people are going through a big thing and people are going to move, like you can see the cycle. So I've helped people navigate these journeys and that's why I keep doing it because it's so accurate. 
Do I have all the answers about everything works? No, because we're still human on earth, right? You know? Okay. So let's just start with the basics of your birth chart. You are a Leo rising. <laughs> you know, Leo rising. Leo's good. Yeah. You're, you are very much Leo rising. Sun in um, Virgo and then Taurus moon. Okay. So those are the big three. We'll just do very basic here. So if someone is new, they can um, listen. Like if people ask, what are the big three? Your rising, your sun, and your moon. Okay. So the rising sign is kind of how you move through life. It's, I always like to say, it's like the glasses you wear, and then you have that filter. Fuckers, the potential spam. Fuck the potential spam motherfuckers. Okay. I hate We're back. Oh. I know. I get them all day long. Okay. So the rising sign is the glasses that you wear and you move through life with this. So you are, anyone that knows you knows you are such a Leo rising. Leo rising is like, I'm here. I'm going to show up big. I'm not afraid to say what I want to say. I'm courageous. I'm a leader. I'm going to take charge and take action. And like, that's like amazing that you have that. Okay. So you are definitely a Leo rising. The Virgo, when you have your sun sign, I like to actually, let me use this analogy. This will help you. Think of a house. So if you go up to the house and you see the front door, like you can kind of get a feel for what the house looks like, but you don't really know. That's the, um, the front door is the rising sign. Okay. So it's what you show to the outside world. You go in the house, the, the center of the household is the kitchen. Usually the spread you have your, you know, um, and that's your sun sign. Okay. So your sun sign at the end of the day, this is your life force. This is your ego. This is your energy. This is what you emit to the world. Okay. So Virgo rising is very, Leo rising, Virgo. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Virgo sun. Um, hello, just learned astrology yesterday. <laughs> okay, Virgo sun is very much um, analytical. You know, um, it's there's a lot going on in the mind. And so Virgo tends to have analysis paralysis. Like if it's not perfect, like they don't want to do it, you know? Mm. And they also like to make sense of everything. So I actually understand why you would be like, astrology is bullshit because Virgo is so logical. It's connected to that. Um, left brain logical and it's sometimes it's almost too much but you have such a discerning eye that you know what needs to be fixed you know how to fix people you know how to improve them you know how to change things like you can go in and see it you're also a projector so this is human design but you're a projector um, and so projectors are the coaches they're the healers so the fact that your instagram is like coach jeremy right you are the guide so projectors see the higher level of things know what needs to be fixed. So being a Virgo and a projector is actually kind of amazing. So you go in and you know how to fix things, but you have to be careful that you're not nitpicking on other people or yourself, especially growing up. Probably it was hard to have a lot of that Virgo. Like your mind is in Virgo, your Venus is in Virgo and your son's in Virgo. So a lot of Virgos, would you say, are like perfectionists? Yes. They're like very, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, they overanalyze the yes. things, they yes. overthink things. Yes. They're very much so up here. Yes. Got yeah. It. And you know, there is, I, there's no good or bad. There's just shadow and then there's higher octave of energy. So getting to know, you know, what your natural tendency is, is huge. Cause you're like, oh yeah, I do that. I do that all the time. And not only that your mercury, which is your mind and your communication is retrograde in your chart. So you're going to write a book because like 99% of people that have mercury retrograde, do you have a book already? No. You're going to have a book for sure. Like a one I'm, of I'm in the process of yeah. I awaken your soul daily journal. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's part of it. Because when you have Mercury retrograde in the chart and you're doing this kind of work, your thoughts, they're always going. And you almost have to like take a moment to like contemplate them and process them before you speak them. So your speech and your communication in this lifetime is so important because it's a redo from a past lifetime. 
also you are a self-projected projector. So you need to talk out stuff. So you need to talk to somebody and talk it out. And then you come to your resolution. I'm a mental projector. So it's kind of the same, but yeah, you're self-projected projector. Wow. That sounds crazy though. That like really does. Yeah. It's important for you. Part of that really resonates though. The part of, uh, part of that, all of that, all of it does actually, (laughs) all of it. The the Mercury retrograde thing. Yeah. What's the thing about Mercury retrograde? Like Mercury retrograde, like shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercury goes retrograde a couple times a year and it gets, I mean, listen, it just became like this, like craze on Instagram, but it does affect us. Mercury is our mind, our thoughts, our thinking, communication, and all forms of electronics. So when it goes retrograde, it's like, shit, that email didn't get out or like you thought someone was saying something and you heard a different story and then like your bullshit is coming up. So a lot of our subconscious stuff comes up. So it could get confusing. But because you're born with Mercury retrograde, when it goes retrograde, you're cool. You're oh, good. I'm like, because this is my like, natural state. This is your natural oh, yes. I'm used to the chaos. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you feel about like, <laughs> how do you feel about um, like astrology kind of going mainstream on on social media and like, people kind of probably like bastardizing it. Like, like, does any of that trigger you where you see kind of just like basic shit getting pushed out that lacks a little? Yeah, it it does all the time. I call it basic bitch astrology. It's all the time. I mean, if I wanted to just post like, oh, Taurus, every Taurus, this is going to happen. I mean, that that stuff is like not real. You have to look at the chart and the cycles. So yeah, I mean, listen, it's helped people step into astrology and it's part of our conscious awakening. But yeah, it's a little frustrating because like I see people share stuff and I'm like, that's not even true. Like that's not even true, but it's like a good hook to get people in, you know? So it is what it is, but okay. Your moon though, we had to get the exact date. Remember you, you, yeah, we checked because, and you're like, you're telling me that this is going to change my whole existence if I'm a couple minutes off. And I'm like, Yes, because your moon is at 29 degrees of Taurus and 29 degrees is the last degree before it goes into zero degrees of uh, Gemini. Okay. So you are, um, it's interesting you're in Taurus moon. I thought you might've been a Gemini moon first, but I can see the more I get to know you, I can see this. So um, Taurus is earth, Virgo is earth. So you actually have a lot of earth and earth is like grounding, slow and steady. You kind of um, make the pace. It's it's a more balanced, you know? And so you'll want to have a lot of like material things in the sense of like making the, the journal, having a book, like having a product, like stuff that I'm you can very touch. immaterial though when it comes to like, yeah. like I don't have a car, I don't need like- Because it's Virgo. Virgo is refinement. If you if this was all in Taurus, you would have like the bougie everything. But Virgo is like, I just take what I need. That's why. Okay. It's like real about discernment and yes, refinement. Continue with this. Yeah, so your moon, so the moon in the chart, and also for anyone that's listening, it's really important to know your moon if you live with someone because you need to understand their nature. So the moon is our emotional reactions and what we need to feel safe and nurtured. And so I always like to say at the end of the day, when we go to sleep and we're laying in bed, our moon is what we need. And we need to feed our moon. Like if we're not feeding our moon, we're not going to feel, we're not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moon, if we were doing that house, like the the front door, the kitchen, the moon would be the bedroom because it's the private. So not everyone sees our moon sign. Like I'm a cancer moon. Not everyone sees that about me until they get to know me. So with you, um, the moon in Taurus is definitely has like more of a balance. Like you have, you don't actually have a lot of fire in your chart. Um, but you have that Leo rising. So like that does it in the the South node in Leo, which we'll get to in a moment, but it actually gives you more of a balance. Like someone that has a 
moon and Taurus are pretty like even keeled. And actually like the more I've got to know you, I was like, oh, you're actually more chill than I thought. Sure. So, and that's your Taurus moon, right? Yeah. So like there's a, there's a level of that and you need security. You need safety. You need like high quality things are important to you, like good water, good food, like you, and especially that we're combining that with Virgo, like you like the, the finer things in life. Get your king water. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like just yeah. also, I, that's just self-care and self-love too. Right. But not everyone does that, but that Taurus vibe does that. Mm. I mean, as a Taurus sign, I can approve this message. Like I am all about that. So I get it. Okay. So, and then this is just like the basic level. We'll go deeper on a separate video. Yeah. With but like I, nodes and shit. I do want to talk about um, one thing, if transit. The transit. Yeah. If you want to talk about that, or we can do this on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Okay. So transits are planets in the sky. And then when they, they're always moving, but when they hit the angles in your birth chart, that's when activity happens in your life. Okay. So last June, so June, 2022, you had Uranus sit on your MC. Your MC is your career angle. So there has to have been something of change. Um, when I say June, it could have been like April, May leading up to June or June, July. That's like the marker of something changed in your career. You're doing things differently. You're speaking out more or you, you launch something new or some kind of change. But right now it's actually back on it right now. So Uranus to the MC is like, people are going to see you differently. They're going to, you're going to do things differently. You're shaking shit up. You're kind of doing like the black sheep in a way. Um, people have changed careers. Like if you were working for someone, you probably would have got laid off at that point, but like you obviously have your own business. So it's different. Um, so there's some kind of energy. It's trying to awaken you to a higher consciousness. Wow. And that's yeah. what I'm kind of, yeah, that you're in that right now. Wow. That explains things actually. But the other part that you're in right now, that's super important that I want to say. So you have Saturn opposing your Venus right now. Okay. So Saturn is, comes around and Saturn teaches us things. Saturn is like big daddy. Saturn's like, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to grow up and you're going to mature. And I say the mature, it doesn't matter if you're like 20 or like 85, Saturn wants you to mature. Okay. So Saturn coming to your Venus is like, how do we mature in love? How do we go about doing something differently? You can meet someone that's older right now that's showing you a different way of doing things. So Saturn is... <laughs> Saturn meeting Venus. Okay, I'm writing this. Saturn meeting Venus. Saturn is opposing Venus. So it's opposing. Yeah, and in the fact that it's an opposition, it's in relationships. And Venus is about relationships. So right now you are learning the old ways that you were doing things in love and receiving and communicating and connecting with people mm. wasn't working. So Saturn's like, let's mature this. Let's refine this. What do you really want? So this is actually a really important time for you. Yeah, there's there's more. And how long it. does that last? Um, is this like an ongoing? Yeah, Saturn is, let's see, it's at... Yeah, it's at four degrees of Pisces. Overwhelming. Huh? Just dropped a bomb on him, definitely. Get your to ball on him. Yeah. Yeah. Saturn right now for you is like it really good things happen with Saturn. Like it's taking you to another level of your being. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I feel yeah. like there's expansion and different areas yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Which is always it's always scary, right? Like it is. it's always scary it is. when like you think things are going well and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm coasting, like not coasting, but I feel I feel like there's positive momentum. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, oh, 
You think you're, you think you're, you think oh, you're yeah. on the right path, huh? Boom. Big guy. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That's, that's the humbling no. and that's our ego death over and over Saturn again. Saturn has arrived. Saturn is definitely here. And Saturn is big daddy, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll dive deeper into yeah. the whole astrology stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to dive into. I know um, it's a lot. But, like, but it actually, it, it's actually intriguing me more now because I'm like, oh, wow, like that actually makes sense. <laughs> I want to talk, and I know this is like an interesting kind of transition. Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to go to the bathroom first because okay. I don't want to be uncomfortable while we're having this conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, about your boobs. Oh, my God. We're going we're gonna to go into the explants. But yeah, first, I forgot about that. First, entertain your people. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, fam. I am sorry to interrupt the show one more time, but you already know I don't have sponsors for this podcast. Really, I use this platform to just provide free value for you. That is my mission at Thrive University is just to provide you the education that we never experienced in our childhood. So I created a nutrition program that literally breaks down all of the necessary principles to optimize your gut health and your brain health through nutrition. And this course used to be $297, but I wanted to make it massively affordable and accessible for everyone. So it's now $29 for lifetime access to some of the best content I've ever created regarding nutrition. So if you're ready to take your life, your health to the next level, make sure to visit the link in the show notes to take advantage of that amazing opportunity. All right. This is going to be a profound part two. You ready? Ready. Are you ready Is to talk about my, my birth chart? You just put my birth chart on the ground? Like, I feel like that's... Oh, my really? No, but like my Saturn and Venus, Venus Saturn? are opposing each other Your right Saturn now. Saturn is, yeah. Look at that. Look at that complexity. Look at, look at this. Can't believe you got her to talk about some of those personal things. I know. Crazy, right? I know. You I guys thought like, oh, her shit. You guys thought you knew everything about Danielle. We're, no, I actually don't talk about relationship stuff. I don't. We're, we're peeling back the layers. You might want to get in. You're not really in the life. It's your life. Do I sit on your lap or, or what's no, happening no, 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 here? No, no. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Yeah. Boobs, underrated, overrated. Oh, Wait, God. someone just said, did you tell Did you uh, tell him taking notes? I didn't tell him to take notes, but it's so Virgo. Yes, it's so Virgo. I uh, I love it. My journal and like notes and stuff yeah. is just like so essential for yeah. me. Also, I just feel lost. You yeah. know, so Virgo. They know. Most of them have taken my courses. So Astrology Mystery School Level 1, 2, and 3. And they know. Who's... Signing up for Sovereign CEO, though. Oh, my God. Who's ready to step into that next level of leadership? Yes. Yo, I'm about to I'm about to tap the fuck in. I'm trying to be a Sovereign CEO. <laughs> Let's go. All right. All right. We're back. Part two. <sighs> wow. This this one, this, <laughs> this next topic, it's actually, I'm so glad we're talking about it because yeah. it's actually something that was on my mind. Because we're gonna talk about your journey with your implants, and then yeah. later, most recently in September 2021, your explants. Yes. Um, 
because I've noticed a few women, some of my friends, and they've also recently had their explants. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, well, I'll let, I'll let you explain your journey um, because it is your journey. So tell me a little bit about what inspired you in the first place to get breast implants. Yeah, you were 23, right? I was 23. Um, so at 23, it was definitely during the whole Pamela Anderson phase, Baywatch. I mean, like the big tits were just in. I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. Like there's no other reason except like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to have big boobs, really. And um, I always had a lot of, when I was younger, like body image stuff. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, let's do this. And then I'll love my body a little bit more, mm. right? So, and you have to understand that consciousness, like, you know, I asked the doctor if it was dangerous. I told you it, they didn't really say anything. Nobody knew the harmful effects of it. Like it wasn't the consciousness then. So I got it in at 23. And I mean, listen, they weren't, for people that don't know me, they weren't huge. They were actually proportional to my body, um, but they were still implants. So I had them and honestly, I just went about my life. I forgot about it for all these years. And it was just like, it almost just felt like me. And um, in 2017, I got really sick with Lyme disease and that was really, really bad. And um, at that point, you know, I worked on a lot of healing myself. I was in bed a lot. Um, like my neurological was messed up. I was slurring my words, my horrible brain fog. Um, yeah, it was really bad. So I was just like trying to get through that. Um, and then, so after it, I started healing, like a couple years after that, I started healing. I got, um, a download from spirit in, what was it? 2000, yeah, 2019. And I knew that I had to get my implants out. Like they told me you have to get them out. And I was like, oh, hell no. And I said, like, literally I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, they're not coming out. And I literally told Spirit, I just, you know, in my head, like I said this, I'm like, I'm not getting them out. And um, you can tell me when it's like the last, like at the last minute, like I'm not, I'm not getting it out. And so it was like done. I, I got the download, but I was like, I'm ignoring you. I am not ready to even face that reality, right? Like I was not. So I'm like, oh, fuck no. So then in 2021, um, I was still really sick. I had healed a lot from Lyme, but so much inflammation, so many issues. Like, I mean, I'm just struggling. Like my body felt like I was wearing like a rubber suit because the inflammation was so painful. And again, I was still speaking. I was still doing my work. Like you guys know, if you've been following me, that I would show up on lives and I was super puffy and I didn't even look like myself. And it was really hard to see myself like that. Um, like I didn't, for like a year, I didn't want to look in the mirror at myself at all because there was nothing I could do to change it. Um, it was really hard, but I was like, I have, I have messages I need to share with the world. So I kept showing up. And then in, um, I think it was either March or April of 2021, I get this download of they need to come out. And it was very clear. And when spirit, when spirit gives me a message like that, like I've listened, I've built my whole life on listening to spirit and taking one step after the other, even when it didn't make sense. And so they basically showed me that I was going to get lymphoma if I didn't take them out. And so at that moment, I just knew that I'm like, oh, like, like now I have to actually face the little girl in me that felt insecure before them, right? Mm. And so I didn't tell anyone that I was going to do this. I was actually going to visit my parents here in Florida. This was before I moved here. So I knew there was a doctor here in Florida that some of my friends had went to. 
So I made an appointment and didn't tell anyone. So I left, you know, I was at my parents' house. I just took their car here, went all the way down to Miami and um, went to this appointment. And in that meeting, I knew he wasn't my doctor. I just felt it, but he was so nice and compassionate. And I just knew that this had to happen. Like he was like, we were talking about all the symptoms and everything. So after that, I ended up looking for other doctors and then I ended up getting it in September. But um, three months before my explant, I spent a lot of time really deeply healing my inner child and loving myself because I was, you know, I'm going to tell you things that people won't tell you. I was very afraid to see what I look like without it. I thought it was going to be look butchered. I thought I was going to look ugly. I was like, no guy's ever going to talk to me again. Like I, I like, I didn't even remember my breast size. I'm like, am I going to be flat? Like, do I have a nipple? Like I, like I actually had no idea because it was 20 years, you know? And um, I was really afraid that I was going to look butchered and that a lot of people don't talk about that. They're, like some people just go in and they're like, they're fine, pop them out. But I had such bad body image issues when I was younger that it was kind of bringing that all up to the surface. So I spent three months of deep, deep healing before that, bringing myself to a place of forgiveness, of understanding. And again, not forgiveness that I got them, forgiveness of all the mean things that I've said to myself, right? Um, but I don't have any regrets because it was part of my path. Like I don't like to regret anything. And so I don't, I don't have regrets for getting them because it was part of my journey that I could share. Right. So three months before just working on healing my relationship with my inner child. And so by the time that came to get them out, I was very nervous. I didn't tell anyone on Instagram because I didn't want anyone's opinion. I just had to go through this process with me and my friends, my family mm. and go through. So nobody knew I was doing that. And, um, Actually, my parents were going to go. It was in Ohio, my doctor, because she was a specialist. She's like the main person in the U.S. that like takes them out and won't really? put them in. Yeah. And she has a whole clinic and she has like a like a biohacking place there. So she like gets it. So I went to Ohio to get it. And a week before, my parents were going to come with me. I rented a house and they were going to take care of me, you know, because I didn't want to burden any of my friends. And a week before, my dad gets a blood clot and is in the hospital and he can't fly. And although the doctors told him to fly, but I'm like, absolutely not. You're not going on a plane, you know? So then I called my friends in a panic and I was like, oh my God. So I had two friends. One friend came half the time the other, and then she switched. She went home. She had to go back. Another friend came. So I had two friends come to Ohio to take care of me. So um, in that process, even when I was lying down on the, the table before the surgery, as they were putting the IV in, I was so scared. I was crying so hard because I literally thought I was going to wake up looking like butchered and ugly. And I was like, how, like, how am I going to even look at myself? You know, mm. um, because I've seen sometimes when you take out implants, it, it's not like it just goes back to the way it was before. It crushes muscle, it crushes tissue. There's indentations, like there's stuff going on. And I was so scared. And they said to me, you don't have to do this. And I remember saying, no, I have to. And I had crystals around me and I said to them, let's go. And that was it. And then I woke up. And I actually have to tell you what happened when I woke up. Should I say this now or yeah. this is this was big. So I had prepped myself for three months that I and again, I'm not saying this is the best thing to say, but I was so scared that because of my body image issues when I was younger that had come back, I was so afraid that I was gonna look ugly, like really, like butchered. So I had prepared myself that I'll probably wake up or right when I'm conscious, I'll probably start crying because that, like I did this and I'm like, what am I going to look like? And I was all bandaged up, you know? Um, 
the moment I came to consciousness, I heard spirit say, thank God those are out. And then they dropped me in my body in a way that I've never felt before. And I started to cry so hard. And the nurse came over and she's like, oh my God, you know, are you in pain? Do you want us to give you more? And I was like, no, 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 no. I just had the best experience. I just had amazing. And I like, I was like, hi, you know? So I'm like telling the nurse what's going on. I ended up giving the nurse a psychic reading too, because I was like, oh, this is what's going on. <laughs> because I was so high. So I saw stuff, but I, they dropped me into my body in a way that I've never felt. And I felt like a connection with my body that I've never had before. And I started mm -hmm. crying. And um, I was actually okay after that. And I was in, I was a little afraid to look at myself, but when I w saw myself for the first time, the doctor was in there and she was like, and I started to cry just because it was emotional, not because they looked bad. Um, and she was like, honey, this is you. This is, this is your true self. And it was like, she's such a beautiful woman. My doctor, her name is Dr. Fang in Ohio. And so supportive, that's also why I chose her because I didn't want to go to some like Beverly Hills plastic surgeon that just pops them out and doesn't care, you know? Um, and I like had this moment with her and she was just so supportive and I'm like, I did it, like I did it. And it was powerful and I've had no regrets since and I feel more myself. Um, my inflammation after three months went away. My brain fog went away. And then so 2022, I made the most money in my business because it was the first time that I wasn't sick in um, five years really. And so I was just like, I'm doing all the things. And so like my audience knows, I was like every month I was launching something new and I did it because it was fun and I was excited and I was healthy for the first time in five years. Mm. So that's the long and the short of the story. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Wow. That's like, I can, I can like, I feel like I can go back with you in that hospital room Aww. in Ohio and like going through that journey and experience, yeah. you know, um, what would you say to the 23 year old version of yourself who felt like she needed those implants to be attractive, to be yeah. confident? Yeah. So I think that I'm going to say something different that people are not going to expect. Um, I think when people get them out, they're like anti everything and like, how dare we change anything? And while implants are very toxic for you, they have a black box warning on them because they cause cancer. So they literally have to have that, but most doctors ignore it, okay? So while I don't recommend getting implants, I think it's really important that I'm also not gonna shame anyone for getting them because everyone has their own journey and their own path, just like I had mine. But I would say to the 23-year-old girl, like I didn't get them for the right reasons. Like I didn't do it because I wanted a guy to like me. I did it because I wanted to like myself and that was not the right reason. But I also understand like there are some people that have said to me, you know, they felt like they were a man. They, they had like nothing. They had no chest and they just wanted a little something. And again, I'm not telling anyone what to do, but it's all the intention and the vibration behind it. Like mine was for the wrong reason because I did not love myself. Mm. So that's the difference. Yeah. And I feel like most people, especially women at the age of 21, 22, 23, like you're still finding yourself. Absolutely. And so much of the validation is coming from physical appearance yes. and different things like that. So it's such a big driving factor yeah. into having different procedures or surgeries done. I, I, I agree with you. Like 
it really does come back to intention. It does. Like, like everything yeah. does. Like literally everything, whether it's yeah. like doing mushrooms yeah. with intention, eating your meals with intention, like being intimate with intention, yeah. communication with intention. Yeah. And I think that journey and that story of you sharing your experiences is going to help a lot of people. Yeah, I hope so. You know, and I think it's important that you continue talking about that. So can you dive deeper into like the potential health ramifications? Because I don't think that is spoken about at all. Like what are what are the health repercussions yeah. of getting a breast implant? Yeah. Well, I first want to have people think about this because I didn't think about this either. You're putting a foreign object in your body on top of your heart chakra and most of your lymph nodes come around underneath your breasts and come like your armpits and breasts and your groin area. So then you're stopping the chi, you're stopping the flow of energy. So that in itself should be looked at. Um, you have, again, you have a foreign object in your body. So your body is constantly doesn't recognize this. So it's working over time. So instead of it um, working on something else, it's like trying to protect from this foreign object. So your your immune system is already um, compromised right off the bat. And, you know, a lot of people say, I have it and I'm fine. And listen, we all have different constitutions. We all have different journeys. But I like to say with this, it's honestly just a matter of time. You know, I was okay until I got Lyme. And then once my body got Lyme and my body was trying to, to fight and work and, and save me from all the bacteria of Lyme, everything else in my body was like domino effect. It just had to go, you know? So um, they're also filled with heavy metals that leach into your body. Mm. Actually, I need to get something. Can I get something right now? Then we're doing this live, but I need to get something for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Stay tuned. Are y'all digging this live? This is some crazy shit, y'all. Like, <laughs> okay. All right. Danielle is grabbing something. What are you? There. Oh there. my god! What is that? Are those the fake boobs? <laughs> Wait, are those the? Wait, we need this on camera. Put this back. Oh my gosh! Let's. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This is gonna be good. Okay. All right. I'm I'm like a little this is I feel like a big <laughs> moment. Come closer. Come closer know, so right? you're in here. Okay. All right. Anyway, I'm in I'm in the hole here. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Pamela, get some B roll of this. I feel like this is a big moment. Yeah, this is this is really important because um when I talked about the the heavy metals inside of them. People don't realize how they're leaching into your body, okay? So years ago, my mom had a dream. She woke up and she was like, I had a dream and there's something wrong with your right side implant. And I was like, I totally ignored her. I was like, okay, and what do we want for lunch, right? Like I was like, I was I was not, it's cognitive dissonance. I wasn't ready to accept it, right? right? And so here you go, I have a present for you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This is crazy. Are these yours? <laughs> these are mine, yes. So this is what was in your breast? This was inside of me. <laughs> okay. So this is the breast implant. Um, Look at this. Do you see this? Yeah. So wait, it's only on one of them. Is right. that the right one? That was my That's right yours. side. It was calcified and leaching into my body. So what's this liquid? So um, Saline. saline. So some people have silicone or saline. And then the outside silicone. 
Um, yes. They're kind of actually, it's like disintegrating because it was full. They're empty now. This is so interesting. That's so crazy. Yeah, like, where is it going now? So wait, like this, <laughs> this was just, this yeah. was, this is what that was, was in literally your- inside of me for 20 years. And people are thinking, like we've gotten so normalized that somehow we think this is safe. Like how in the world is this safe in your body? But it, yeah, it used to be full. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Where is it going? That's interesting that yeah. you keep these around. I had them and I was like, I wanted to keep them to remember. Yeah. It's also very interesting too. <gasps> um, so what size did you have? I was at a 34C. Oh, with the implants. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's, oh, nice. <laughs> no, that, that's like one of the other things. I wasn't like, like a just because I know there's a lot of like, again, I, 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 I'm not one to like talk. I don't want to come off a, the wrong way, but I think like it's very important. Like proportions are so important. Yeah. And like, even with, even now, yeah. so it's interesting. You mentioned Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. and how she like influenced you and like yeah. that generational. Yeah. Time. It was that whole like genre, that whole. Yeah. Cause now like the last 10, 15 years, it's been like Kim it's, Kardashian yeah. and now, and now there's people especially in Miami, who are literally getting fucking implants in their ass. Okay, can we talk about this? So yes, my whole can. life, my whole life I was made fun of because I have a big butt. I'm short, petite, and curvy. My entire life I was made fun of because of my butt. I used to cry in dressing rooms because nothing fit me because I literally couldn't put it over my butt. All of a sudden, the Kardashians come out and all of a sudden, everyone's in business with my butt. And so it's just like, it just goes to show it's like, these trends are going to come and go, but you are you. It doesn't matter. You are you no matter what. But all of a sudden, now that the Kardashians, like my butt's in style. And, and here's something that, here, here to piggyback on that, there's nothing you can do like functionally or fitness-wise to get bigger tits, right? Like there's nothing you can do, right? Okay. Um, however, however, ladies watching with your butt, your glutes. This is the biggest muscle in the human body. And it's actually like the most important muscle because it stabilizes your spine and your core. So like when I see someone, preferably a female with nice glutes, I'm like, that person's healthy. I equate a nice ass, like, like a strong butt with like someone who puts in the work on their physical fitness, right? And unlike boobs, you can actually do something to impact your glutes. Like you can. That's why they came out with these, but these are so dangerous for you. Exercises, squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts. Hit those hip thrusts, ladies. (laughs) There are estrogen boosting herbs for bigger boobies. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, but they're not going to do what like, you know, implants did. And that's why people got them really. I know. How do you feel about this? This is a great picture. Yeah. This is you with hair. Put them against your. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what's interesting? I've always struggled to grow my chest I mean, and my pecs. Like, even when I did bench, <laughs> I did bench press a lot. I did a lot of, you know, bench press and push-ups. But like, my chest doesn't really grow. So, like, seeing this, it's like, damn, like, like, what do y'all think? Should I pump up my chest a little bit? Yeah. No. No. I but but good. but I want people to see that because there is a difference. So yeah. it looks like it's calcified. This is what's very important for anyone to understand. Um, 
And this is why Danielle and myself, we only drink from glass. Yeah. Every time that you expose yourself to plastic in the form of this or just simply drinking from a plastic water bottle or storing your food in plastic and then microwaving it, all of those thousands of endocrine disrupting chemicals are leaching in to your bloodstream and they're causing a lot of dysfunction in your body, right? And I think this is especially important it's really important for both men and women, honestly, because men are really suffering with like low fertility, low testosterone levels. And women are also struggling with their hormones. So I think it's really important to just be mindful of your consumption. Plastic is poison. Like it's as simple as that. I don't care if it says BPA-free. Yeah. There's a ton of phthalates in there regardless that are disrupting our endocrine system, our hormones, and our overall quality of life. So like... Invest in a glass bottle and do your best to be intentional. And um, this is the first time I've like really seen. Wow. This is the first time he's touched um, a boob job outside of someone's skin. <laughs> question. Question. Actually, yeah. genuinely. Yeah. Like when you see your breast implants in this form, like what goes through your mind? Really? Me? Honestly, it, I mean, I went through such an experience, so um, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. I know it's shocking to other people, but I'm more intrigued of why it's like, where's the water going, the sailing? It's like totally disappearing. It used to be full. So those were completely full? Yeah, they were completely full. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's honestly shocking that this was in my body for so long. I'm surprised my body even was able to last as long as it did. But, you know, if I look back, and this is what people don't realize, like I always had like stomach issues or this or like these little things that we don't put together, everything is connected. You know, like I have a root canal that I'm getting out most likely this summer. Like I have, a, I have to get that out. Like that's still impacting my health, you know? So there's all these things add up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good message yeah. to also. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, that's a really important message for people to understand too, is like, if there's some area of your life right now, of your health, of your mood, of your cognition, yeah. it's so important to dive deeper into discovering what the root cause is. Mm -hmm. And we've been trained, especially in America with Western medicine to just treat symptoms and put band-aids over yes. bullet wounds. Yes. And when you understand that everything is very intricately interconnected mm -hmm. from the food we eat from the air we breathe from the people we spend time with to our sleep to everything it's like oh wow so it's just a reminder like if there is something that seems out of balance in your life right now in your health do your best to take a step back and actually be your own doctor be your own healer yeah because when you actually become more intentional and mindful of the way that you're showing up uh, every day, you'll be able to start to piece some of these parts together, right? Um, yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that so openly, man. Yeah. That was like a long time talking about the tits came out too. The tits came out. So I do want to film more stuff together um, in some separate videos, but I do want to kind of finish up this conversation. I know we've kind of jumped around a lot. Okay. But like, <laughs> I really want to finish up because yeah. we're at, I know some of you guys can't see 
where you can see like the nice painting and the nice designer couch, obviously. Um, but you can't see the full spectrum of Danielle's place here at the Ritz-Carlton. Um, and I think there's this deep-rooted notion and belief that like spirituality and wealth can't coexist, yeah. right? And you see it all the time, like people who are very spiritually tapped in and they have unique gifts to share, but there seems to be this limiting belief around money. Yeah. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, I think there's a belief that like, oh, someone who's super rich or super wealthy, like that's all they've dedicated their life to. Like there's no, there's no soulful connection within them. And that also is not the case many times, right? The two can coexist. And I think you're a beautiful embodiment of immersing the spiritual component and the financial abundance component. So talk to us a little bit about that and like that journey for you, like what limiting beliefs did you need to shed in regards to money? And like, ultimately, how were you able to create this level of uh, abundance for yourself? Well, I took the tits out and then my whole life expanded. So there you go. Yeah. Well, you said literally, you got them out literally, at the literally. end of 2021. And I moved here in March of 2022. So I'll back up for a moment. Um, I agree with you. And we talked about this a little bit that yeah, there is a, and I share this with my audience all the time. There is a program that if you're spiritual, like you can't have, like if you're spiritual, God forbid you drive a Mercedes or God forbid you drive a Range Rover, right? Like that exactly what you said, the two can't coexist. And these are all programs. And so the majority of my work is to help people unprogram from these beliefs because when you move into higher states of consciousness, you're actually moving into more abundance. So there is no lack and separation. So it actually makes sense that you are on the spiritual journey, that you are on this, and that you can do all these things and have whatever you want. Now, the difference here is that I didn't have things for so long, and I didn't really care. It's not like I was like poor. Well, when I started my business, I was broke. I literally $7 in my gas tank or my checking account when I went to the gas station one time, and I just cried at the gas station. I didn't know what to do. But for so long... I did so much work on myself, on my insides and, and healing and working with my soul that when I was at the place to then get this place and then buy all this furniture, I have such a strong foundation with my soul that this stuff doesn't define me. I think where it goes wrong is when people have the Chanel person, have the Prada bagger, do whatever, and they are lacking inside. So that overcompensates for them. And that's the difference is like my inner life is so rich already. Literally, it's been so rich for so many years that it was just like, oh, okay, well, I moved here, got this place. I need to decorate it. I love to decorate. I'm going to get what I want to get because my background's interior design. And I also, it's important. Environment for me is so important. So to be in a space where I feel nourished and safe and that I can channel and I can, but like it doesn't, these things don't define me. I'm like, okay, I have enough purses now. We're good. Like, I really like I, these things don't define me at all. Like I literally can give all my purses and I'm like, I don't care. I'm still the same person. Yeah. That, that's well, what that's, you can achieve this. That's exactly like, again, the intention. It's not like there to fill a void. No. And that's the difference is most people and humanity, the matrix is, is having the stuff to fill the void. I was so rich and so fulfilled. And it's like, oh, wow, now my outside just gets to match my inside. That's how I felt. 
what was what's what's like the biggest unlock you had because like you don't have to share specific numbers in regards to like your business and stuff but like 2022 you took a significant leap right um what was like the biggest unlock that had to happen for you to take that next step well yeah i mean when i was looking so i moved to miami because spirit told me to i was looking where to move and, and nothing worked out and i mean oh my god it was like mm -hmm. when i when i got the message to move here <laughs> i was literally in a hotel room crying over breaking up with some dude and um also had covid at the same time and then i and i was like the fuck this i'm going home as soon as i'm like better i'm like i'm going back to la and then i literally hear spirit say you still need to move to miami and i go what the fuck and i'm like oh my god what because I've, for two years, I've been waiting to figure out where I'm moving to. And I was like, oh my God, like, no, like, I don't want to deal with any of this shit. Like, I just want to go back. And when I got that message, it was the same thing with my boobs. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So this was my um, journey. So when I came here looking for places, I came at the height when everyone was moving. And so the rates were like literally doubling. I tried to buy a house, couldn't buy a house because everyone's paying cash double over. And I was like, shit, I don't have that. You know, like I couldn't even even if I had all the money, it's like, you can't even get in anyway. Yeah. So I was like, that's not happening. And then I was like, okay, I need to find a place. And then when I found this, this, I had looked at this in 2020 because my parents live here. So I was always kind of looking and I, it was at one rate. And then when I went, it was literally, it was, it was double, double. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't find anything else. And I just knew what I wanted and I wanted to have the experience. So for me to sign this, that was a huge leap. And I had to sit with myself because I'm like, I'm moving from a rent control department. How much are you paying? It was um, $14.50. Real life, you have. $14.50 for literally, and so I was there for 10 years about. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna show, I'm sure they've seen it. Yeah, they've seen. But well, that's that's the view. That's more than a, a $14.50 view. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And so like it served its purpose for me, that place. And I'm so grateful for it, you know. And then um, I just knew that for me to come here, I knew that it was going to be OK because spirit sent me here and I had to come here for this abundance. So I expanded. It wasn't just the house. It was the furniture. It was my clothes. It was my relationship to self. It was my connection to spirit. It was literally my wallet everything expanded. But I have to say that 2022 was one of the hardest years I've had, even though it was amazing and good. What When you move at such a rapid rate, what has to happen to the density in your body? You got to clear it. So I was literally like, there were many times here on that mat in front of the light, just crying. And I'm like, what am I doing here? And then have that experience. So I knew I had enough that let's just say if I didn't make any money the whole year, would I be able to pay for this? And the answer was yes. And and then when I did that, like everything just took off even more because mm. I said yes to opening myself up. That's that's just a really valuable lesson, though, yeah. because it can be a very scary leap. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like not even the significant leap that you took. Right. Because it's like probably a 5x or 10x increase. But it's just understanding that when you lean in to that discomfort and you take that leap of faith, it forces you mentally yeah. to level the fuck up every every area of my life yes because now it's like wow like this is what i've created this is my energetic space yes and now it's 
Now it's like, how can I embody this in all areas of life? Yep. Like I'm yep. worthy of receiving yep. this. Yep. Chills. Yes. A thousand percent. And I have to say that for two years when I was living in my other, my other place, I knew like my energy field was literally hitting the walls. I would trip over stuff even when there like wasn't a lot of stuff there. I had outgrown it. I felt it physically, energetically, spiritually, but I had to wait to the right place. So like that actually kept me small. Your environment is so important to what you do in life. Everything, everything expanded when I said yes to this. So I was actually keeping myself small. And the minute I got out of there, the minute I said yes, my business like went like to another level. And I was doing well before and it just went like crazy because I was keeping myself small. My, my auric field was literally like this hitting the walls, you know, and I just needed to go like that. That's valuable. I'm definitely like processing that. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm the type of person, like I don't need, Virgo. like, I'm, well, I'm very like the opposite of material. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm like, I have memberships to Soho and the standard cause I like the community yeah. and I like the luxury and I like the wellness, yeah. but like, I don't personally feel like I need like a crazy abundant place. Right. But I also understand that by putting myself in that position, like it's going to open up new mm -hmm. possibilities that yeah. I can't even see. Yes. Yes. And that's what it is, is like, I've talked to my audience about this a lot, about our home is really an extension of our subconscious. Uh, and that changed everything when I moved here. And that's why, like, to me, interior design is so important. It's not just like, oh, it wants to look pretty. It's like, you're going to feel the energy in that space. Like, how'd you feel when you walked in here? You were like, what? Yeah, yeah. the first time I was like, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is all right. I can, I can spend some time here. Right. And so that feeling like you want to be in here, you could do work. I mean, granted, it's a little too quiet because I'm like on the edge of the universe, like no one's up here in sunny aisles, but you can work from here and you feel abundant. You feel different and you go about life a different way rather than when I was in my small, tiny rent controlled place, which was cute and it served its purpose. It was very, you know, it was, it, I'm going to tell you this. At one point I was so I lived upstairs. It was like a little duplex. And downstairs, there was a garden. And then there was a laundry room. Okay, so I didn't even have laundry in my place. I am at one point, I went downstairs to do laundry, walking back up because I forgot a quarter. So I'm like, how to go back up. So I'm literally walking up the stairs. And I'm like, I run a seven figure business. And I'm literally going upstairs to get a fucking quarter. And I like stopped on the stairs. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is not even efficient for my business. Like, I need to throw it in. And then I like, go about my thing. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? So I actually stayed there like too long. So I don't think I, I, I would have expanded quicker and sooner. Mm -hmm. So I tell people to really make sure that we check in with yourself. Like, have you outgrown your environment? Have you outgrown a situation? Because wow. we often stay in there too long. And I'm like, I'm making seven figures and I'm literally walking up the stairs to get a quarter because I forgot a quarter. So I have to walk downstairs to get it. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? That's so true too for like just relationships. Yeah. Right? Like... Because just because just because someone was part of your chapter four yes. doesn't mean they're supposed to be part of your chapter 12. And yeah. I feel like a big thing that holds a lot of people back is this obligation that they need to stay friends with certain people from their past, yeah. even when it's no longer in alignment, yeah. right? And like, that's been one of the biggest breakthroughs and challenges for me during my journey is like understanding that 
as I level up, yeah. my relationships need to also, the people yeah. in my life, like, hopefully they're growing with me. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, it's not like a fuck you, like right. you're not you're not worthy of being my friend. It's more so of like, for my own energetic purposes and like, because I wanna prioritize my own growth, I need to surround myself with yeah. people that are also leveling the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And that force me and hold me accountable to be a better version of myself. And if I don't have those yep. people, like if I feel that lack of alignment, I was telling you before, I've, I've kind of been feeling it recently in a couple friendships and I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's obviously, you know, it hurts a little bit, but like it's understanding that everything evolves as you evolve. Yeah. And if you don't commit to elevating your environment, then you're probably going to stay stagnant. And if you're staying stagnant, it means you're not growing. And if you're not growing, then you're fucking dying, Dan. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm not trying to die. I'm a young man. We, we got to live. I got so much life to live. Yep. You know? I got so many plastic tits to type. <laughs> I got so much fire content to fill. Oh, I got so many amazing people here to connect with. Yo, guys, we're about to wrap up this pod. Um, actually, real quick, because... This is something I feel real connected to when I saw that you were launching Sovereign CEO and like we talked about it briefly, but but maybe just it's different than what you've put out in the past in different offers. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Sovereign CEO and what your mission is with that. Who are you trying to serve with that offering? And yeah. Yeah, so it was funny. So when I first got the hit that I needed to do a business course, I was like, oh, like, no, I'm not interested. I'm not interested at all. And then as I dove a little bit deeper and I understood about, okay, I see why I need to do this. So the best way right now for me to serve is to help other people get out of this matrix, get out of like their set amount of money horrible hours, like they can't be with their kids, they can't do what they want, their soul is dying inside, to show you how I went from this to this, right? And it's a process, right? It's not going to happen overnight for everyone, uh, but it's a process. But the best way I can serve is to help the light workers of the world, help the people that are spiritual, that might not have a business background, that might not know what to do, that are overwhelmed, that they know they want to do something, but to get their message out to the outside world. Because the matrix and everything that's going on um, it's all about being sovereign. And so that came through. I was in the kitchen and shoop, sovereign CEO. And I text my friend, oh my God, the name of the course is sovereign CEO. And it makes sense. So I am actually so excited to teach this now because I want to show you, I've been doing this for 15 years. I, I, of course, I don't know everything. You've actually helped me so much with social media and the videos that we've talked about. So I obviously don't know all the answers, but I know how to take an idea and bring it into form so that you can start a business. So this is for, especially for the light workers of the world, the people that are feel like they're spiritual, but they don't know how to do this. We need your voice, your message, and especially where we're going with the consciousness, we got to get you out of the matrix and we got to get you doing what you came here to do. So that's what it's about. Yeah. I feel super connected to that too, because I feel like the number one cause for people's depression or just lacking that life force energy is because they're not living in alignment with their passions, with yeah. their curiosities. Yeah. And 
it's such a different level of fulfillment when you wake up every morning and you know why you're waking up. Yes, yes, yes. And you understand like, this is my purpose. This is my calling. I'm here to serve. I'm here to support. I'm here to empower others to step into their power. And like, for me, that's what always helps me get out of any pits of like lower vibration feelings. If I am going through like, just like victimhood or anything negative, I'm like, man, like there's people counting on me. Yeah. And that holds me accountable to a higher standard. Yeah. So I'm really excited because I think you're someone that can really like you're embodying it, right? And I love that it's it's not like the typical approach where it's like business people teaching this shit. It's like you said you fell into this by accident. And it's been a journey. You've built this brick by brick. And yeah. and now you are in that position to like help support others on their journey of transmuting and transforming their passions and purpose into profit. And there's nothing better. Yeah. That's like icky guy, right? That's like yeah. the yeah. concept of icky guy where it's like yeah. the things that you love to do the things that you're good at, the things that help humanity Mm -hmm. and the things that make you money when they all intersect. Yeah. That is a beautiful space to be from. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And these days you can do anything. Like I can be like, oh, I make pillows that look like this. And then you can sell that. Like there's a niche for everything. Like there's, you could do anything these days, you know? It's true. Yeah. That's true. Like someone out there wants whatever it is that you have. Um. Wow. Well, this has been a pretty expansive conversation. Uh, what would you like to finish off with? Like, is there any message that you'd like to share with the world that maybe we didn't touch on already? What haven't I said? Yeah. Maybe if you had a billboard for the world to see that you could fly over Miami Beach with, what would it say? Well, most people in Miami would be like, what the hell is this? Um, Because I would have it say what I said since the beginning is follow your heart always. And our mind is going to convince us that this doesn't make sense and this is not logical and I don't understand how this is going to work or this. The mind is going to think of every excuse, but you know the way it feels with your body and your heart. Mm. And that's what I have led that's what led my whole journey. Man. Yeah. That 18 inch journey from your head mm-hmm. to your heart is one of the most challenging journeys to take. And especially as a Virgo son. Yes. It's very challenging. Virgo son, Virgo, Venus, Virgo, Mercury. <laughs> exactly. So really understanding that all of the magic happens here, all of the presence, all of the intuition, all of the abundance. And I think that's powerful. If we can get more of humanity living from here rather than up here, then there's just going to be so much more kindness, Mm -hmm. compassion, and love in the world. So I think that's a great place to leave this conversation. Um, 
Thank you. Yes. For having me. We will link all of your Great. socials, everything in the show notes. Yo, if you're not already following Danielle Page, make sure to do so now. Okay. Instagram, yeah. if you're not already following Coach Jeremy305, yes, follow him now. Um, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Paola, thank you. Oh my goodness, you made it until the end of this podcast and I'm so grateful for you just really committing to your health and to your transformation. So just take a moment to appreciate and acknowledge yourself for making it until the end. And I really hope that you take at least one thing that you heard today and implement it into your life because knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. It requires you to take action and implement these different practices and principles into your life. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. So again, word of mouth is my oxygen. I don't do this for money. I just do it to cultivate community and help you enrich your life. So if you gain value from the show, share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, tag me at Coach Jeremy 305. And if you want to see the video version of this episode, go check out our YouTube channel because again, when you see things, sometimes it brings them to life and you can really see different parts of this conversation and the relationship dynamic with each guest. So again, fam, thank you. Thank you so much. You already know what time it is. It's time to take action on your dreams and thrive. <laughs>